Recording from the Ethel Studios, this is Craigie Too Crunk, and you listen to the Talking Small Podcast. If you do not like it, call your doctor, go to the hospital, and have your balls chopped off. Oh yeah! Something that beautiful should have something beautiful. Harley looks at her cock and goes, you talk about you? Big butthole blast. Harley, that's some real initiative by the executive producer to try to bump the ratings. Soups only, dude? Oh, if we're talking like broccoli cheddar soup, dude. Yeah, party girls. Ooh, yeah. Blonde-haired sisters. I'm in love with the stripper. Oh, Grandma, it's when guys send Danielle dick pics. So I was younger than her when I was beaten off to it. <laughs> Hashtag statutory beat all. Welcome to the episode that you thought you were getting last time. Sorry we honey dicked you. We are going to a land down under. So. We are? Well, you went. But the, well, I'm but the viewers... The, I'm trying to take the viewers on a trip, a little play-by-play. Now, I can take you on a long play-by-play, but it's going to be monotonous. It's going to be boring. And most of this is probably going to be monotonous and boring, but I'm going to do my best to keep it to the hits. Harley, if you catch me at any time saying some boring shit, even right now, tell me to move it along. All right, so how long were you in the land down under? I left... United States, December 14th, and I took my flights over to Sydney. I was going to be traveling 26 hours, 18 minutes. That's a long travel time. That's a Plus, long time. when I got to Sydney, I was going to have to catch an hour flight to the Gold Coast while I was spending about my first week there. So from December 14th in the United States to January 4th, was that's, that's my trip schedule. So... What made you go to Australia? What made you want to go solo? And how did you figure out where you want, what did you want to do? I didn't want to go solo, but I mean, not very many people can go to Australia for three weeks just, you know, willy-nilly like this. Like, you couldn't go. No, nah, my wife wanted to ship me off to Australia. She was kind of aggravated with me from working all those hours. Yeah, but I mean, did you have that vacation saved up? Oh, yeah. yeah. Well, then why didn't you come? Well, I, I didn't know if I was be able to get off of work. I was working like a motherfucker. You, you got to plan this ahead of time for a little that's bit. That's what I'm saying. Not a lot of people can do what I just did. So that's a reason why I went solo. Also, I went there because it always seemed like a cool place to me. It's so far away. I'm I'm relatively young. I got money, the money to do it. So might as well fucking do it. Humble and brag. I knew, and I knew a chick. From over there that we, me, uh, Chris and Shanker met, uh, like two and a half years ago back in, back in Rome. So I knew somebody in the country who could hook it up a little bit, I thought, and just, you know, it was kind of a once in a lifetime kind of thing. Plus no one else could go. So that's, that's why I went alone. Was there any other question I didn't uh, answer there? No, I, I think you got, I think you got pretty much everything now. How well do you think you really learned about the country you were there? Like, how much did you take in the culture? I felt like I did, I did some tourist shit, but how much I took in the culture, I don't, I don't know. Well, no, let's, not that much. let's see how much you took in, because I got some questions. Oh for you. shit! Let's go! <laughs> let's fucking go! I like this. Quiz me. All right, rank Australia 
in the largest countries by landmass. Sixth. I was on Wikipedia last night writing an email, so nailed that one. Next. Wait, am I right or am I right? <laughs> You're right. Yeah, suck a dick. You, Wiki- right. you Wikipedia journalist. That's not where I got this. Over or under 75% of population live within 100 kilometers of the coast. Oh, that's a big 100% true. No, it's an over under question. Oh, over. Easily. Uh, question's 80%. So far, he's two for two. I got uh. I think the population of the country is around, what, 23 million? Is that one of the questions? Fuck no. I ain't going to go with that well, The population shit. of the country is 23 million, but I think the people who live in Sydney and Melbourne alone is close to 10 million. So, and they're, they're within 100 miles to the coast. So, it's got, that, that's, a, that's a simple no-brainer. Most of the country's desert in the middle, so. This Next. guy has went and learned the culture so far. All right, true or false? Well, I've been on the internet. Australia was the first country to give bitches the right to vote. Huh. I'm going to say true. That is false. They were the second country. Damn it. Who was the first? <laughs> Didn't look that up. Oh, come on. <laughs> All right, next. Well, hey, Australia, props for giving bitches rights. Uh, you can find kangaroo meat. In the grocery store. True. All right. However, what is its percent fat? That's a... Uh-oh. One to two percent. That is the answer. And it's leaner than beef and or lamb. So it's good stuff. What kind of... You asked me a percentage question. That's fucked up. It was all within one. You got it right. I'm going to count it. So you're uh, three three right, one wrong, so 75%. Ain't making an A so far. True or false? Australia is the most... Obese country. False. True. What? In 2012, according to 2012, Australia had 26% obesity. No fucking way. See? You didn't learn the culture. Those. That's because that 26% of the population does not fucking leave their house. Mm. Australia's littered with smoke shows. They may wear sandals too much, but... Hey, facts are facts. Alright, what is the capital of Australia? Canberra. All right. And the last one. True or false? Uggs originated in Australia. See, this is a fucking trick question here. Because Uggs <laughs> are everywhere in Australia, but this seems like a New Zealand cr- trick question curveball this motherfucker's throwing at me here. Now he's winking his eyebrows up like, oh, am I trying to trick you? Yes, Uggs originated in Australia. That is correct. Yes! <laughs> That is correct. It was sheepskin, I believe, that was turned inside out and used as shoes. It was the original Uggs. Speaking of which, that's a callback to one of the last episodes about Ray talking about, you know... Uh, uh, what you guys didn't mention on about Ray talking about... Or was it Krusky? It was Krusky talking about lambskin condoms or sheepskin condoms was. That's what people who are... There's some people who are allergic to latex. And they have to buy those condoms because if they wear the normal ones... You know, they're in a world of hurt. All right, so that was uh, that was pretty good. I got some other Australia questions here in a little bit to educate the viewers and to test Nob's knowledge. But these are a little more female-oriented. Oh, they oh Jesus Christ! All right, so the flight to Australia. Did I already mention it was twenty-six hours? I believe you did. Okay, so one of the things that's good about being on flights those flight trips that long is you get a chance to watch movies agreed 
I know we don't watch a lot of movies. Well, did you pay for these movies or did you, uh, the flight provided them? The flight provided them, of course. I'm not paying for fucking movies. I just, I had to establish character. So, <laughs> this, is a, this is a fucking lawyering move, Chris. I hope you're taking notes. I'm just trying to establish character here. My client's a cheap ass. <laughs> Alright, so, I watched a couple movies on the way there. We're going to do a little rating system here. Must watch. Recommended watch. Meh. I didn't like it and never watched this movie. Now, I'm not going to remember what those categories are, but those are my five. This now, five star A, B through F shit. Let me ask you this while we're, while we're discussing this. Are the, are, is your rating system going to be while on a plane or is this out... Outside in the real world. Out in the real world. Because it should change if you're on a plane. Like your standards you think are lower. Agreed. Because you have a selection to choose from. That's correct. Out here in the real world, you can watch Killing Fields if you want. Or you can watch Party Down. Both quality. That's an RDD. Yes. All right. So first movie I watched, Deadpool. I'd give that a recommend. For a superhero movie, it's solid. There's cursing. You know, it's violent. It's not overly cheesy. And when it is, it, it makes fun of itself. Self-referential, breaks the fourth wall and all that. I, I, I recommend Deadpool. You seen it? No. All right, on to the next one. Central Intelligence, starring The Rock and Kevin Hart. Ooh, see, I would think this was a quality watch. Just easy to go and just, you know, in the plane. Probably take a nap during it. This movie is a between a meh and a I'd recommend. It's not completely terrible, but it's not great. The Rock plays this guy who was a nerd in high school, and then he shows up before the high school reunion, and he's jacked, and uh, you know he's in the in Central Intelligence. That's basically it. Not the greatest. Not completely awful. It's a plain watch in real life. It's a meh. It's all right. Next next movie I watched. Give me Shelter. Rolling Stones documentary from the seventies. I think it was from the seventies. I'd give this a meh to a same category as Central Intelligence. But I do have to say, Mick Jagger has a hog. Okay. So for hog or frog, we can throw him out. That's your opinion? Half the whole movie is Mick Jagger in tight pants on stage waving his dick at you. Question. Right. Yes. Did it move? No, it didn't. Well, did his dick move or did my dick move? My dick, no. His dick, I mean, he was gyrating a lot, so. <laughs> and the last movie I saw, well, the last movie that I wrote down that I saw, Zoolander 2. Oh, that's got to be a don't watch. Do not watch. <laughs> on a plane, on a train, on a fucking rail car, do not watch this movie. Not good in any sense. The only reason you would ever watch this movie is because of uh, what's again Penelope Cruz. Penelope Cruz still hot. She's wearing hot clothes in the movie. That's the only redeeming quality. It is a not watch. Okay. I wasn't planning on it. First one was good though. The first one is a classic. All right. Now on the way back, we're getting, since we're on the movies, I gotta give movies on the way back. Keanu. Starting Key and Peele. You seen it? No, but I've. it's on HBO now, and I really kind of want to watch it, but the wife hasn't said that we could watch it yet. Well, I'd give it a 
I recommend. Not a must watch, but a definite recommend. Now, thanks thanks to Delta, yeah, I'm calling you out. Thanks to Delta, the version of the movie I watched was edited. Boo! Now, a good portion of this movie, I'm not going to say half, I'm not going to say 25%, but maybe 15%, takes place in a strip club. All those pivotal scenes, I didn't get the full effect. I didn't get the full Monty from those scenes. So, on a plane, that's a degrade. No, hold on here. I thought full Monty is... Full Monty means completely naked. See, I thought that was more dude connotation. Like, they're talking about full Monty for... Like, when I hear full Monty, I thought it was a dude... Was the original thing. So, But you're saying they were in a strip club with females. Yes. Okay. I, I believe you're right. The, there's an English or British movie called The Full Monty where naked dudes, uh, naked dudes strip or something. That's redundant, but it was something guys strip. Dude, yeah. I don't know if that refers specifically to males or females, but... Uh, but yeah, so I missed that. And I also missed... This movie is, has heavy cursing. I got a lot of fucks transferred to farts. Oh, that's good. Sometimes they just... I, I like it when they just don't say anything. Just let when it go. When they just bleep it, it out? Let it go. Don't You don't have to say... See, I don't know where I lie on this because on one hand... Shit, say cats. Like, I don't need that. On one hand, I agree with you. On the other hand, the shit they come up with sometimes is funny. Yeah, but they they don't bat they don't bat for a high percentage with that. That is also correct. So you're probably right. A, a popular one this movie liked was "motherfucker" into "mother father," which uh, that was a weird weird edit. A lot of fucks to freaks, ninjas. Specifically, one of them was "get the cash, mother Hubbard." I was like, what? They called somebody Mother Hubbard. And do you want me to spoil you? There's a cameo in this movie that you're going to love slash hate. Spoil it? Yeah. Louis Guzman. I love Louis Guzman. The poster child of a Latino on HBO. Louis Guzman is in fucking everything. Let's name the shit he is in on just on HBO. He's in The Wire. Yeah. He's in uh, How to Make It in America. Yep. He, he was in that show recently. I'm trying to think of what He's in was. John from Cincinnati, which only got one season. Oh, I didn't see that one. Uh, he was in something that's relatively new. Uh, I don't know if it's Silicon Valley. There was, another, there was something around right there where he was in as well. There was another Luis Guzman come come up. With. He's, he's, the, he's one of the cooks who plays the show your dick game in, in the movie Waiting, which your boy Fat Vader loves. Louis Guzman is underrated. Also, this is a weird movie to watch, being that George Michael just died, because they make a lot of George Michael references, and he just died. And the last line of the movie, since it was edited, is, I need to freak you right now. Completely takes you out of it. Another movie I watched, Magnificent Seven Remake. Ah, then, roadies canceled one season. That's what he. That's <laughs> was that what HBO I was saying. or was that Showtime? Uh, I don't. Know. Mm, Showtime. Showtime canceled. Everyone loves Guz. Everyone in the casting business loves Louis Guzman, though. That, that's all you need to know. All right, Magnificent Seven with Denzel Washington, Chris Pratt, 
and other host of characters. You seen this Western movie? No. This is a meh. Doesn't really do anything for is me. Is that the one with um Samuel L. and they go to the cottage at one point? No, that is the uh, Django movie. No. Quentin Tarantino. No. Oh, you're talking about Black Snake Moan? Samuel L. Yeah. Jackson, Christina Ricci? All right, just keep going. All right, so Magnificent Seven gets a man. We don't need to go on that. Next movie I watched, um, the first movie I've already seen, Entourage. <laughs> yes, I watched the Entourage movie again. When I watched it over here for the podcast, you know, I couldn't remember much, so I watched it again. There's and, probably a lot of less tits on the edited uh yeah, I don't think I saw any. It gets a big meh on the plane. God, the one with but he's fucking Entourage. that blonde. Dude, she I, oh, I saw that again. Show. She is so fucking hot. So I recommend that movie just for the ass. Just to, I love Entourage though. I got a I got a sweet spot for it. But I give the movie a meh. You're not gonna if you don't like Entourage, you're not gonna like the movie. Also, Billy Walsh overacts his ass off the entire movie. That actor is underrated. I like him. Walsh, yeah. I mean, I like the character. He was good in 24, too. He was in 24? Mm-hmm. Who was he? Uh, I don't know. One of the seasons he was on there. He, he didn't make a too big of an appearance, but he was on there. All right. And the last movie I watched was Kubo and the Two Strings. It's like a Japanese-inspired movie, and it was a cartoon. I give that between a must-watch and a definitely recommend. Very well done. Good story. You know, if you like the Pixar movies, you're going to like that. All right. There, there, there you go for your fucking movie rundown. Woohoo! So now, hopefully, we finally get to Australia. Oh, wait. I lost all my notes. All right. So, on the 26-hour ride there, I had some uh, edibles prescribed to me by Dr. Funk, which tried to help me sleep during them. Wait, hold on. So, this is in L.A.? You left the airport? Or who's Dr. Funk? Dr. Funk? Dr. Funk was someone I consulted with before I left Louisiana. So I traveled with a good amount of uh, Dr. Funk's prescription with me. Is this contraband or is this like a... This is between me and my physician. Okay, 10-4. Mar- uh, edibles are not legal in Louisiana, just FYI. Yes. But no crimes were committed as part of this podcast. Yeah, this is purely storytelling. So I think I took two between Houston and El- uh, and Vancouver, and then I took three between Vancouver and Sydney. That seems like an odd connection because... It's not on the way. <laughs> on the way back, I went from Sydney to L.A. to New Orleans, and it was seven hours quicker. So, yes. I don't know what happened, but I got fucked. So, big shout-out to Dr. Funk for the prescription. You helped me out. So, I get there after the long flight. I'm surprisingly not jet-lagged. The place I'm staying to is less than a 10-minute walk from the beach. It's the Gold Coast. Uh, town called Broad Beach or the like the suburbs called Broad Beach when you say the place you're staying are you staying at hostels or are you staying at like hotels people's houses Airbnb what you got right here I'm staying with the girl I met in Europe and her roommate they live in an apartment but as soon as like the new year comes they're moving out they hot yes they're hot alright so this chick before the before I went there, was like sending me messages and stuff, and she was like acting like she was into me. So I was like, "All right, we'll, we'll see what happens." Because when me Shank, me Shanker, and Chris met up with her and her friend in Europe before, she was like sick the whole time, and we were like, "She's not really feeling us or whatever." But we somehow got back in contact within the past year, and it seemed like that was she was actually sick. But then 
when I got there, she was cool and everything. We hung out the first night, chilled, got along. But then after that, like, it was just, I don't know. She wanted nothing to do with me for whatever reason. It was kind of weird. So from that point on, it was basically like I was rolling solo. I went out to eat with them a couple times after the first night, but it was just like, all right, leave the key under the mat and I'm doing my own thing. Okay. We it was a weird situation because yeah, but you you've you've towed the line in a similar situation in maybe a different country before. It was oddly reminiscent of that, even though I had real no prior relationship with this chick. So I was definitely getting similar vibes. Do not get me wrong about that. But all right, so this place was like say it was less than a ten minute walk from the beach. It was like a three minute walk from what they call uh. The Broad Beach Bowls Club. Now Bowls? It, like, bowls. Like Toros. No, like like bowling bowls. Okay. So this is similar to bocce ball. I'm not sure if you guys know what that is, but in, in the bowls in the Australian sense, it's called barefoot bowls. And basically you're on a you're on like a green, like a uh, like a golf green, and you throw a white ball out, and then everyone has four I think four sets of balls. That you th- throw towards the white ball to try to get closest to the white ball. And whoever's closest to the white ball gets points. Okay. So that's the name of the game. So that place was right next right next to her house. And we did that one day. But this place had um, signs on their gates that abbreviated the name of uh, Broad Beach Bowls Club. Just said BBC on it. Did you get that Snapchat? Ah, uh, might have. I don't remember it. What, you don't like BBC? See, uh, maybe I remember you saying that. And are you making fun of the, like, television show? Because I was, I immediately thought of, is he trying to say BBW? Because BBW is more well-known in my area. In your area? Yeah, surfing the internet, porn. Yes, but this is also another category. I don't know what, I don't know what BBC is. Really? Uh-uh. All right. Hey, everybody, tweet Harley what BBC means, all right? Nah, thanks, guys. All right, so the first real... Oh, the beach here, beautiful. It's like a good body surfing place or a real surfing place, but I don't know how to surf, but beach here is beautiful. All right. Body. There's a casino here. Okay. So I'm not... I haven't done my research here, but one night, her and her girlfriends are going out the casino... But, and this is the same day we day drunk and did the bowls thing and, and did that. Met some dude who played fucking rugby in Australia and he just signed a three-year contract to go play in the UK. Shout out to my boy Luke Douglas. You can look him up. Do you tell him about the pod? Uh, I did not. He did not seem like a podcast listener. Sorry. Sorry. Hey, hey, I got us some foreign listens, all right? Yeah, hey. We need to get that guy on the pod. Rugby guy going from Australia to England. I bet that's a quite a tale. Yeah. Okay, so after we did that, all the girls were getting ready. I fucking worked out, and they were like, oh, we're going to go to some party beforehand, but it's all girls. So basically like, hey, we're going to a party. You can't come. So I was like, all right. An all-girl party? Now, well, that all- sounds special. It was an all-girl pregame, and all these girls' friends are fucking hot. Like, all of them are... are you know, a 100. Okay. But you know, I'm not invited. So I do my own thing, work out, 
start drinking a little bit, and I'm like, all right, I'm going to take an Uber to the casino because I don't know how far away this is. They have an Uber in Australia? They have Uber in this city. Okay. So, uh, and this is not like a big public transport city, but they got decent enough stuff. So, I just get an Uber. It's like six bucks or whatever. I didn't realize the place was only a 20-minute walk away. If I knew that, I would have just walked there. <laughs> yeah, Character that's right. established. Yeah, that's right. So, I go to the casino. All they have is $25 and up tables, and they're all packed. I find a $25 and up table. I grind. I get a few drinks. All right, Australian casinos. This particular casino, I could only double down on a 9, 10, or 11. So, like, if I had a 6 and the dealer was showing a 6 and I wanted to double down, I couldn't. Weird. Yeah, I, I would have... Sometimes that gets you in trouble, though, because you'll, you'll... Yeah, so why ace. wouldn't the casino allow you to do it? Well, because I think a 6, ultimately, it's in your favor, but... There's a lot of times where I've doubled down on like a six, a seven, or something stupid, and and uh, against a six, and and just they flipped a four or something, and I got like a ten, and it's just no, not a ten. I got like a seven, and I'm like, fuck. Yeah, well, all right, so you're gonna lose. But how many times have you seen dumb people double down on eight when the deal was showing at two, and just get completely bombarded? Like, to limit what people can double down on is stupid from the casinos aspect or whatever all right so that was one difference and then another another difference is everyone bets on every can bet on everyone else's hand and it's not a big deal people put money behind my hand or bet like perfect pairs you know like one of the things so they'll bet that and they'll bet that on my thing and they don't have to consult me or do anything so they could come put the stink on you if they wanted exactly and it and it gets messy because what if multiple people are betting for you like bet, betting on your hand for you and you know you win and the dealer puts money down and everyone just starts grabbing at your chips like it's fucking hairy ah okay so when they're just grabbing at the chips who's making sure they're not taking your chips the dealer and you are supposed to be doing that but who knows you know it's just a fucking sketchy situation so anyway that night um well, that night she was going out. She was pre-gaming with her friends and then going to go to the casino. Apparently the casino had a club. I'm not sure if it was like a Vegas style club or what, but they were going to go there. So I was like, all right, well, I'll meet up with you later. But before I got the Uber, I forgot to text her saying, hey, I'm coming. Like, where are you at or what part of the casino are you in or whatever? So I forgot to text her. Oh, well, I just gambled all night. I gambled till about two in the morning. I went about 425 Australian dollars. After sitting down with 200, so I was like, all right, I'm fucking feeling it. What's the uh, conversion factor here? Um, the currency is one Australian dollar is worth about 72. One American dollar is worth about 72 Australian cents. So our dollars is about, uh, you know, their dollar is three fourths of our dollar. Yeah. About there. Ooh, but miss field goal. Extra point. Extra point. All right, so. I end up winning that money and then I'm trying to like contact her, like see if she's still there or whatever. Cause I want to keep partying. Like I just won money. I'm feeling good. Can't get in contact with her. Leave her a message, go outside, wait for the taxis and all that. Well, wait for the taxis, do that. And while I'm waiting in line for the taxis, this dude, these two dudes are like getting in a fight 
And one of these guys has a fucking face tat with like a giant dollar sign on his cheek. So Australia rules, they just let you start betting on that? Like all of a sudden the guy comes out and starts taking odds and shit? No. But security does come out in full force. And this this dude with the face tat is is kind of short, stocky, but like he looks like he's had his fair share of fights. And this other dude is this drunk Asian guy who just can't control himself and he's got his friend like holding him back. And I'm kind of like in the middle of this looking for a cab. And then I end up taking this cab with this big bald guy and these three chicks. Two of them smoke show, showing a lot of tatties. And, you know, the other one's there and just make friends. And I hop in the cab with them because apparently they're going to some bar that's still open. Because it's around 3 a.m. and most places are closed. But the Were big... you getting lonely? What do you mean? <laughs> yes. Although I wasn't listening to Matchbox 20 at the time. Anyway, so we go, you know, like, the bald guy's like, oh, I know a place that's open. The underground. I'm like, all right, I'm, f- I'm with fucking, you know, a couple hot chicks. I'm going to a place that's still open. I want to keep partying. Apparently, we get there, and the place is not accepting people anymore. But somehow, the bald guy's like, says he knows people in there, and he somehow gets us all in. When we get in there... This fucking big Samoan type. I wouldn't say Samoan, but like he you has said, Samoan complexion. You said Samoan. I wouldn't say Samoan, but that's the only that's the only good descriptor. He's not obese. He's kind of like a Jack Samoan with a face tat, and he comes up to this big so bald Troy, guy. So Troy Palomalu's walking in there with a face tat, but without the hair. Okay. So he daps up the big bald guy. Oh, shit. Oh, and they're like beating on each other. Like they just got out of prison and saw each other like, oh, shit. And they're like going crazy. And the bar had stopped serving drinks. And I was just like, I waited in there for a little bit. Bunch of people with face tats. They're playing all right music. But I was like, I got to get out of here. What happened with the chicks? they, They all like realized it was a lame situation too and all went to the bathroom at the same time and I was like I can't get any more drinks here like I'm not too close with any of these chicks this is it's not gonna be worth it let me just go back how far away was this bar from the place you were staying I had no idea I figured it was on the way but I ended up it was a popular area so I ended up getting a cab what are you looking at alright so that was a pretty crazy night and then Another cool thing I did when I was there was I went to the uh, Corumban Wildlife Society thing. There I did some like treetop zip lining challenge type deal. That was pretty cool. When you say challenge, what is that? That's what they called it. But it was like a obstacle, a treetop obstacle course where you could zip line. But okay, but there's not like obstacles while you're zip lining, right? Well, but like, you got to do obstacles to get to the zip line or something. It's like a race. You're 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 connected to. Uh, like a zip line system the entire time, but you like have different obstacles. Like you have wooden planks out and you have to like step on them or you have, you know, a rope up top you hold with your hands and a rope on the bottom and you have to like tight rope walk it and stuff like that. But all the time you're, you're strapped into a fucking thing. Like you strap in, strap out, you climb up ladders, you zip line from tree to tree. It was pretty cool. I did that. Took some selfies with kangaroos. Saw How'd that cr- go? Because kangaroos, I heard, can be mean motherfuckers if they're adults. They were adults, but 
they were so domesticated. They were basically just passed out in the grass, just chilling. So you could walk up to them, you could feed them food and pet them, which I didn't do, but I got right up to them and took pictures and stuff. It was pretty, pretty crazy. And you could take pictures with koalas too, but you had to like pay and stuff and, you know, character development. I'm not going to do that. Why'd you have to pay extra for koalas? Because I think koalas need to be put in trees. And Well, koalas are in trees, but if they had them out for the gen pop, they would just like pull them off the trees and stuff. Plus, it's a way for them to make money. Can't really put a kangaroo in a tree and have it stay there. <laughs> koalas sleep 22 hours a day. All they, And apparently eucalyptus gets them stoned. You ever hear that? No, but well, that's what I hear. We can you can fact check that. Facts. So that place was pretty cool, and then the only other real eventful night I had there was I went to the casino again. What what is a beach like, man? Like, is there like chicks everywhere? What's the temperature like, man? The, this is during this is during the summer. There, the weather is has been high eighties. High 60s at night. It's pretty good temperature. They still need AC there, which they don't have in most places. But it's it's a solid good summer temperature. Like it's good to get out of the winter, uh, you know, season and go back down there for that. So that's a what's a shark situation? Sharks are notorious in Australia as being people use. here at this beach. They had lifeguards and they also had helicopters on the beach. But, uh, like drones or like, like real helicopters, like Bill Burr piloting a helicopter. So the, uh, the only other real crazy night I had there was I went to the casino again. And now that I had the lay of the land, I felt like, you know, I know what was going on. You know, I'd won some money before I was, I was feeling myself. I was like, let's go to the casino. Let's do it. So I went to go eat Japanese food by myself. Hibachi or sushi? Sushi. They got good sushi there? The place I went to, shout out to Dante Sapporo, very good. Hmm. Very good. Anything different than American sushi or is it close? Uh, I'd say this place was similar, but I mean, it's closer to Japan, so you got more authentic Japanese people there. I don't know, though. Who knows? I don't know my shit. I'm a, I'm a round eye. What do I know? So the second night at the casino, I sit down at the table with some people I'm not do I'm not getting cards. I'll lose two hundred. All right. I won money the night before. Put two hundred back on the table. I'm playing. Mm, doing all right. Doing all right. Eh, not doing too good. Mm, buy out. All right. Two hundred more. Let's go. Let's gamble. We're here. And I'm battling. So I'm I'm like six minus six hundred deep, but I am playing. Now you I, haven't said what game you're playing. Playing blackjack. I'm playing blackjack. Sorry, guys. So I start playing blackjack and I start actually doing good. And then like some other younger kid starts playing with this gambling age. There is 18, by the way, he starts playing and he brings some girls over. I'm playing two hands. I'm rolling. Oh, they think I'm fucking, I know what I'm doing. And it's fucking funny. Oh, I like watching him play. And all right. Another thing different about Australian casinos, drink ladies aren't coming through on a regular basis. And I know the shitty casinos, around here don't do that either but in australia they really don't like i never saw a drink lady the entire first time i was there the first night so how'd you get your drinks whenever you had to pee you just went to the bar and bought drinks basically Ooh, that sucks awful so these girls who were acting like bystanders not gambling i go 
hey, I'll give you girls $5 to give me a double Jameson and a Guinness. And I give them like money to go get me a drink, basically. Boss move? Well, were they good looking or is this like you're in or is this just kind of how to get a drink? They're good looking, but I need a fucking drink. Like after you've been drinking and you go gambling, you're not having a drink and you're used to having a drink circulating like you need one. All right. Did you parlay this request into a number, a boob shot, a finger blast, anything? How would I parlay that into something? I'm tipping them to get me drinks. Why don't you just buy them a drink? Hey, go get a drink. Because I don't want to get up. And I'm, no, I'm you the said one who needs hey, a drink. Go buy me a drink and you a drink. Go. Bye-bye. Yeah. That, that, would be a good, that would be a good player move, but no, I didn't do that. Character. We've established it. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I pull that move. I'm doing all right. I'm battling. Those people leave. I go. I bounce around to a couple of the tables, make friends with the dealer, uh, blah, blah, blah. Come back. I'm battling. At this point, it's around 2 a.m. I got there at about 10. So it's about 2 a.m. I'm still a little bit under $600. So I'm almost breaking even. And this table I'm at, the dealer is a fucking sourpuss. Not feeling her vibe. I'm getting shit cards. So I'm like, all right, I'm getting up and moving to this table that has nobody on it. So I get up to move. And I had already colored out most of my chips to be hundreds because I was anticipating on getting back to even and getting out of there. So I get up from my table and go about three tables over. Once I sit down on that table, I realize like I have $100 or less. I'm like, what the fuck happened to my chips? I know I had between like $500 and $600 in chips. I was like, what the fuck happened to my chips? I'm like saying this out loud, looking on the floor like, what the hell? Somebody steal my chips? Like, I'm kind of causing a scene, bitching and stuff. And you everyone... causing a scene? Yeah, that because I just, it... lost, I just lost fucking $400 in chips. Well, I can I mean, I get that part, but you're normally not somebody that would create a scene. You're, uh... All right, we've established character. I'm cheap, right? Yeah, but you're I also... I just lost fucking $400 out of thin air. I've been grinding for hours here. Yeah, but how many times in your life have you made a scene? I don't know. Not many. Well, I'm making a scene now. Okay. I'm in a foreign country. Man, fuck it. No one knows you there. And I just lost this money. And it's a casino. Like, what is it? Oh, kick me out. Whatever. So I'm bitching. And I'm like, I, I go back to the other table. I'm looking on the floor for my chips there. I'm looking on the table. Like, I'm, I'm telling I'm telling this dealer. I'm telling that dealer. Whatever. All right. Finally, I just sit back on the table. Pissed off. Like, fucking whatever. And... I play a couple hands and then some guy comes behind me. He's like, sir, you had a, uh, you had someone took your chips. You had an issue or something like this. I'm like, yeah, whatever. He goes, uh, please talk with me over here. So this guy, he looks kind of dorky. Is his name Juan? He seems like a Juan. I have a picture of him. He's definitely not a Juan because he's in Australia. I have a picture of him, but, uh, he, he gets out this little notebook Clicks his pen and like starts taking my name, my number, what happened, how long ago, how much money did you lose, all this. And I'm giving him this information, but I'm doing it kind of tongue in cheek. I'm like, you guys aren't going to fucking get my money back. You know, I'm used to American cops like who gives you your money back, right? You file a complaint for a stolen item and it's just like, all right, it's just all lip service. They write it down. Okay, How many times have you ever did a report like that? 
Uh, I know I did one in Key West when I left my key in my scooter and I got the stuff stolen out of the boot of that. Uh, I don't know. You lose your wallet. You call it in, I guess. I've done it a couple times, but Chris and Sager just had their guns stolen from outside my house. So, I mean, you hear about people that get their laptop stolen. You never see any of this stuff again, right? When have, when have you ever hold, heard of someone getting something stolen and getting it recovered? Guy I work for during our long turnaround. What? It's the yes guy and motherfucker. The guy got it. Uh, the guy got it stolen. It what did he get stolen? Samsung Galaxy Tab. They ended up catching the guy and he got his tab tablet back. He was uh, per, uh going around the neighborhood opening up vehicles and stealing shit out of there. Couple couple kids, hoodlums. Well. Good for him. Yep, got it back. So I'm the whole time like, I'm never going to see my money, right? I'm kind of being douchebag about it. Anyway, this dude takes my statement, and I go sit back down on the table. I like, I'm going to fucking grind and get my money back. And lo and behold, it's just me and this other Asian guy who's got like facial scars and keeps getting tiger balm from a little capsule and shoving it up his nose and the deer was like who is this guy like he's fucking he's doing he's like taking this thing from his pocket and going and rubbing it in his nose and it's like some sort of liquid i'm not sure if it it could be coke it could be fucking tight and apparently it's an asian thing but so eventually i got sake to the nostrils eventually i grind back get my money up till i think um sixteen hundred dollars from 100 without getting your money back. Yes. That's w- a little I- more than grinding, my friend. Well, I was in there until about, uh, say about 7.45 doing this. So I got my money stolen at 2, and I was in there for fucking five more hours. See, just, the just cops are just waiting it. for you to leave so they can drop the case, but you're... They're sit- wait- no, they're waiting for me to leave so they can give me a, arrest me for being drunk in public, probably. But that's, they had stopped serving illegal? drinks a long time ago. That's illegal there? Dude, they're, they're a fucking nanny state. When I, was, when I was there for Christmas, I saw a sign saying, it is illegal for us to serve you alcohol without a hearty meal on this day. Because they're, they're so worried about their um, public getting hammered for some reason. It's at Foster's. A fucking bad attitude right there. Did not see one Foster's the entire That's time. That's sacrilegious. You went to the wrong parts of Australia. <laughs> so I grind. I bet up. you didn't eat a blooming onion while you were there either. I did not. I didn't eat very many <laughs> onions. So then, so I'm up sixteen hundred dollars. I'm like, all right, I made my money back, and then so I'm, I'm, I'm cool with this. You know, I made. Since I since I paid six hundred in, I got sixteen hundred now, so that that's a thousand dollars. I play a couple more hands, lose. I get fifteen hundred. I'm like, all right, I'm fucking walking. It's seven fifty three in the morning. Got my fucking money back. Fuck yeah. Fuck whoever stole that shit. If they stole it, I don't know if I'm ninety percent sure someone stole it, but there's an off chance that you know I dropped it or whatnot. So I'm leaving there. The sun's already back up. And now I know where the casino is, so I'm fucking walking home in the fucking bright-ass sunlight with all my clothes from the night before saying, fuck whoever stole my money. And I gave that guy who got my info, the girl who I was staying with number who wanted nothing to do with me, about an hour later, well, when I get home and get on Wi-Fi since my phone doesn't work there... She had like already left for work and sent me a text like, I'm really worried about you. You know, where are you? Are you okay? Send me a message. And I was like, all right, I'm back now. Blah, 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 whatever. And then 
about an hour later, she sends me a text saying, the casino called me, go there, they have your stuff. So I wake up around 9.30. Well, after being up. So about two hours of sleep? Well, no. After being up all night, I'm like, I can't sleep here or whatever. So I go to the beach. And it is so fucking hot at the beach that I cannot sleep. Well, how did you It was such a bad move of doing that. How did you try to sleep at the beach? You just like the The reason why I slept at the beach was she had told me. uh, I got a message when I got back to the house saying. Hey, they're showing our apartment today, so clean up your stuff. I had a corner of my, I had a, like a corner of their little kitchen area, which First was. First of all, t- did you sleep on the floor? I did not sleep on the floor. I slept on the couch. First night, I slept in the same bed as her. <gasps> we fooled around for a second, but then I passed out, fell asleep, and was apparently snoring louder than oh, a chainsaw. Oh, so you wonder why she didn't want to have anything to do with you? Come on, I can't control snoring. I know I'm a fucking bad snorer. No, it's probably the fooling around and just falling asleep. I didn't fall asleep on top of her. I, we I mean, like we not- like we like made out, and then I was like, "All right, I'm tired," and rolled down, and then I fell asleep immediately. Was do you think that's bad? I think she's probably not feeling like the hottest thing in the world after making out, and the dude wants to just fall asleep. She's a hot chick, though. Have a little bit more self esteem. You just I'm no fucking catch. I well, we don't I'm staying with you for six more nights or five more nights or whatever. I be more oblivious. That's yeah. all I gotta say. You're on Team Australia on this one. I'm just I'm just saying. I I bet she was like, all right, fuck this dude. Yeah, well, he flew all the way over here. She definitely said, fuck this dude. So yeah. Well. So she sent me a message saying, hey, clean up your little area. We have people coming over to view the place since when they hey, were coming can back. I, can I ask a follow-up question? How did the conversation go that ended up moving you to the couch? It didn't move. to. I, I purposely took the couch. She she never said don't whatever. She never said don't stop staying sleeping here or whatever, but... Apparently, before I even got there, she was sleeping in the same bed as a roommate because apparently something happened and they had to like sleep in the same bed. It was weird. I don't know. So she just she would have just slept in her roommate's bed because that's what she was doing anyway. But I purposely was like, no, I'll sleep on the couch. I'm used to this. I already feel awkward in here. Just doing that. So, yeah, I probably made it more awkward. You probably did. It's probably on you. You probably could have went down under with a woman from down under on the Gold Coast. Uh, maybe, maybe not. So that's why I went to go sleep at the beach because she told me to clean out. Well, that first area. of all, if you didn't fall asleep on the makeout session, you definitely could. No, I don't that's a definite. <laughs> you're in the bed, you're making out, you just traveled all the way. She's letting you stay there. That is a definite. That's a slam dunk. You can't, you cannot blame a man for falling asleep after traveling for 26 hours and then coming to your place, staying up more hours. Drinking a little bit and then going to bed past midnight in the new time zone. Like, dude, I was up for at least 36 hours straight. Why are you trying to put uh, rational thought with a woman's heart? It doesn't go together, my friend. All you should have done is Johnnyed up, slammed town, then rolled over and went to sleep. And she would have been hopefully satisfied. You know I don't Johnny up. All right, so that's the reason why I slept at the beach. 
because she went, she said people were coming to look at the apartment and to clean your stuff up, but she never specified a time. So that's why I like gathered my shit, put a swimsuit on, went to the fucking store on the way to the uh, beach, bought some like stuff to eat since I was starving and completely decimated. Tried to fall asleep at the beach, but I'm I got a sunburn that I'm still still peeling from. Fucking three plus weeks later. How 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 long did you sleep at the beach? I you couldn't sleep for longer than fifteen minutes because it was so hot. So I basically just jumped in the water, came back out, ate an ate an apple or ate a banana, and then got basically tried to sleep for five minutes and Where'd then got you get back the in the water. Banana and apple. From? I stopped at a fucking store on the way there. It was on the way. Okay. To the beach. So then I come back, sleep at that place. What was the open container like? No open container. God damn but, it. But there's no cops anywhere, so no one's ever going to stop you from doing open container, which I've did multiple times. That's why you didn't see a Foster's. Fuck. <laughs> so I didn't mean to get this in depth of that story, but, you know, uh, basically I go back, try to sleep for a little bit, and I hear a knock on the door, and it's basically the people coming in for an inspection, and I have to get out. From, so I slept from like 1.30 to 2.30 in a bed and then had to get out of there. And, you know, it wasn't the greatest. So that was my Gold Coast experience. How many more experiences you got? I got three more cities. Jeez. This is going to take a while. Now, let me let me butt in and ask a couple questions here. All right. Based on Bustle.com, the top 11 attributes of Australian hoes. And I want, I'm just going to say one. What website was this? Uh, I think it was bustle.com. Spell that. B-U-S-T-L-E.com. Reputable site. Um, so just, uh, there's 11 attributes. You just, you know, you sound like you had some experience with some Australian women here in the Gold Coast. Just, Very little. Let me uh, ask you. Hot accent. Yes, Affirmative. They like good food. Uh, like every girl there is vegetarian. Well, that keeps their bodies good. Eh. Uh, to, that's why they're the first country in obesity. Um, <laughs> likes good coffee. That was the thing I started hearing towards the later end of my trip, that they like good coffee. I really didn't, besides a place or two, I really did not think the coffee was, I actually thought the coffee was worse. They're rich in cultural and uh, culture in history, and they also have a good understanding of history. No, absolutely not. They have no idea who's on their money. Most Americans can name who's on their money and like give you a just a very brief one sentence, like why this person's on a dollar bill or who they were in America. Them, they have no idea who's on their money. They couldn't name one person who was on any bill. I quizzed them, believe me. All right. She knows how to pinch a tent. Give a man a boner? I think it means she likes to camp and outdoorsy, but... I can't comment on that. I I didn't see it. Uh, she will split the check. Evidently, that's a common thing over there. That's... That's true. They don't. They don't like. Uh, they don't like you paying for them, but you do it anyway. I mean, that's why they were the number two uh, place to give bitches the right to vote. They're very progressive there. Um, and we ain't talking about insurance. She enjoys travel. 
That's every girl. They always say they enjoy travel. That's a cliche by now. What about this one? They she likes summer. That was on there. Top eleven. A girl likes summer. Yeah, that's real. Yeah, it's real neat, unique to Australia. Way to go, Bustle.com, you fucking jobbers. She's super friendly. Mm, that's a hit or miss. I don't know. I didn't find people there to be overly friendly. I felt them to be kind of cunt. Like, people, Australian people themselves. Like, I met people from other countries, and they were nice. But Australian people themselves, they're a little... They're they're nice for sure. Like they're not gonna act like assholes. They're gonna try to be nice. They're a little. They have some sort of air of condescension about them sometimes. Ooh, shout out to Australia. Um, they're fearless. No, they're scared of sh- the girls. That's what it says. They're scared of they're scared of sharks so bad. Well. Uh- yeah, but I think you could be scared of sharks and still be fearless. I don't think you can. You you can't be fearless if you fear a shark. Yeah, but that seems like something you should legitimately fear. Well, yeah, you have. Still it's not, not like a still not spider fearless. or like a fucking cockroach still or something. Still not fearless. And the last one, which it doesn't sound like this is true, loves to drink. Well, Bustle.com, I just feel like you let me down on that one, buddy. I ran into a couple Australian girls that like to drink, but. I don't know. I wouldn't say that's overwhelming majority. Bustle.com not doing it. All right, we're going to take a short little intermission here, and we'll be right back. Peace. All right, so now we are a long time into this, and we've gotten one leg of his four-leg journey in. Hopefully the plane ride movies uh, have uh, kept you all still around. And now we're... Uh, There's no more movies left. I've wasted them all. <laughs> now, I got them out the way. Now we're going from the Gold Coast. Where are we going next? We're going to Cairns. It's where I'm going to go uh, snorkel the Great Barrier Reef. It's not a very interesting place, but one thing that I found kind of interesting was they have designated areas of the beach where you can go in the water. Like, if you go, if you go in the water... Out of this area, like you're at your own risk. Because apparently they have this jellyfish. They call them stingers there. And they have box jellyfish. And if either of these fit, uh, jellyfish like sting you, you could die. Like the stingers, if they sting you, you're going to die within four minutes, they said. Like people have died within four minutes of getting stung by one. So what what makes the designated areas different than normal? They got like some kind of nets around them, or they just got people that come help you. They have these um, white tubes connected to nets in this area, and apparently every morning and every evening they sweep them with nets to make sure there's nothing in them. But it's not that big of an area. So the place I stayed in was named. It was the part of Cairns. It was was called Palm Cove. It was kind of like a rich resort town, which I didn't know before I got there. I just stayed in the hostel, which was pretty cheap. But that was a cool place. And snorkeling the Great Barrier Reef was pretty fucking cool. I've snorkeled a few other places in my life, and you know whatever. But the coral in the Great Barrier Reef, you got giant coral. I fucking uh, saw a couple sharks black and white tip reef sharks pretty cool i saw a fucking clam that was between my chest and my arm which is like three feet long three feet long so like a a three foot fucking clam with like 
black. Was uh, it a cloister? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't have my Pokeballs on me, so. Dude, you should have played Pokemon Go from over there. That would have been great. I did see a couple Asian people playing it when I was over there. You should have jumped in. Could have made friends. Yeah, so on the second stop, uh, the people running the tour told us that they had a uh, a hundred uh, like a hundred plus year old sea turtle that was uh, found in a certain area, and they named him Brian for whatever reason. Yeah, but, but I bet he could box jump. <laughs> <laughs> Way to tell a joke only I'll get. Shout out to Brian from the real world, a real great box jumper. <laughs> yeah. He's a box turtle. They said this turtle's known for being in this area, but um, he's kind of rarely seen. Like this one guy, one of the guys running the tour said he had been working for this company for six months and had never seen this turtle. Like he had taken all these tours and no one had ever seen the turtle. And I had made made friends with this old couple and their daughter on the trip. Their daughter was like in her uh, early 30s, I guess. Well, I come back from the, the second dive and... She's showing everyone pictures. She fucking found Brian and took like great video of him. He, sw- he like she took video of him swimming next to somebody else and like this turtle is fucking gigantic. It's pretty fucking cool. And I was all bummed out because like I didn't fucking see a sea turtle. Like it's a fucking letdown. What? Who are you following around the reef? Why didn't you follow this girl you made friends with? I basically just did my own thing. It's hard to follow people snorkeling too. Like. If you don't jump in the water at the same time, I'm looking like, hey, you want to go buddy up with me, body system, and fucking join arms and jump in the water together? I'm not going to do that. I'm just, I just did my own thing. I swam a fuck ton, too. Mm. See, I'm thinking if you could follow a chick around, you get to see that ass. So that's We're probably- wearing wetsuits. Yeah. Yeah. I was thinking the water was warmer. I was thinking more like Jessica Alba in... Uh, I forget what the movie is. I want. I keep wanting to say it's like something blue, but I can't think of what it is. Or Jessica Alba was in Blue Crush. There you go. There you go. Didn't see it, but oh, she that ass. Yeah. So I didn't get to see the turtle on on that dive, and then we had one more dive left, and on that one, I ended up seeing the turtle and like trailing it for ten minutes. It, it was pretty surreal. Like it was. It was very cool. It saw him like chopping on algae on the reef, and you know. Doing his thing, it's pretty dope. How Beautiful. how deep of the water was it? Like, did you in certain areas? I guarantee it was at least 50, 60 feet deep. Could you see all the way down there? You had to dive. Yeah, the water was clear. Yeah, so you could you could visibility was great. You know, the coral was crazy. Uh, really crazy colored fish. I really like this one black and yellow colored fish. But yeah, so it was pretty fucking surreal, man. That was basically the only thing I did there, so it was pretty dope. And I spent uh, Christmas Eve. I was there for Christmas Eve, and I was uh, I just spent it in a fucking hammock on the beach at this fancy resort that I don't think I was allowed to be on the hammock. But I bought me a six pack of Cooper Stout and was just drinking beers, looking at the stars. Pretty dope. So that one, you were feeling a little more Matchbox Twenty. Yeah, definitely Matchbox Twenty. All right, so the next, well, and then I took a cab right out on Christmas Day because the bus wasn't running. I took the bus there the majority of the time, got like a week pass or whatever. So I took a cab ride to the airport on the way there, uh, 
on my way out of town. It was like fucking 75 bucks. Do not travel on Christmas, guys. Just don't fucking do it. Nothing's open. No no transportation's open. No places for food or whatever open. Don't fucking travel on Christmas. Don't be like me. Don't be a fucking idiot. Do you know that, Harley? See, um, I did know that. If you find a Chinese restaurant, they're normally open. Yeah. I've and- done that before. Uh, Asian Pearl, Zachary, Louisiana... You fucked it up on Christmas on the way home from a party or something like that. If I needed some little General So's chicken. Because the Chinese don't fucking care. They're all about that dollar. Hey, if no one else is open and you're the only one open, people gonna eat. That was right. Next place I went to was Sydney. I got lost going to my hostel for like an hour. I'm leaving this out of the story. I get lost going fucking everywhere. It just happens. Happens when you don't have a phone telling you where to go and you're not that smart. So, so uh, Christmas night, I tried to go see fireworks because the people I made friends with on the boat before said they were in Sydney and they went to like Darling Harbor every night and saw fireworks. So I was like, nah, it's Christmas. I don't know anybody here. Let's go see some fireworks. Went over there. The dock is fucking crowded. Everyone waiting to see fireworks. I wait there, wait there, wait there. People just keep getting up and leaving. Apparently, fireworks aren't going on tonight, so I'm like, ah, fuck it. So I walk, and I'm going to go head to this church, because apparently there's some, like, light show there. On the way there, I'm fucking starving. Like, I've been traveling. I ate at some Thai place early in the day. It was very good. Home, Shout out to Home Thai in Chinatown. And uh, so I stop off as a joke. Because this McDonald's at 10 p.m. is fucking packed on oh, Christmas. I, I saw that. You saw me snap that? Yeah. I go, oh my God, who eat fucking animals eating McDonald's on, on Christmas at 10 a.m.? And then my next Snapchat is me sitting on a curb outside, chomping on a Big Mac and drinking a vanilla shake. I thought it was fucking funny. That's part of the reason why I did it. And I was fucking starving. So I get to the St. Mary's Cathedral and they had a fucking dope light show, Harley. They had a projection show going on. It was it wasn't 3D, but they had choreographed this video. Choreographed? To, <sighs> choreographed's probably not the best word, but they had made this video specifically to go in the facade of this church. So they incorporated parts of the church, like the windows and the steeples and all that, to be part of the video. We'll post it. We'll post a video of it. I, I, I saw. I, I remember seeing it. It was like you were in a square, and it was like a almost like a gothic like yeah, old school a, church. A, yeah, it was a St. Mary's Cathedral, and it was fucking crazy. It was like a ten minute video, and it was so good. I watched it like three different times. They had like. Uh, they had like trippy Australian stuff on it. They did uh, the Nutcracker, like a, a bridge version of the Nutcracker on it. And then they showed like some, you know, pictures of the Virgin Mary and baby Jesus and stuff because it was Christmas. So I thought that was really cool. Stumbled upon that. And then the only other memorable night I had in Sydney was one night I went up to my hostel roof because they said it had a pool and I just wanted to get some more sun because I, I missed out on going to the beach because it's kind of far away and I you know just wasted didn't didn't in manage my Sydney, time properly the beach is far away? Bondi, Bondi Beach from where I was at was like a 40 minute 40 minute area like 40 minute type deal so like walk or cab it was like train ride bus ride walk 
Who? Vice. It, it was a lot of work, and I'd already fucked up going to a couple other places. So I was like, all right, let me go to the roof, get some sun. Maybe I'll, you know, meet some people or whatever. And I meet this guy up there, this, this like, heavier guy who said he, like, is Turkish, but he's worked in Mexico, and he claims he's, like, a, a goldsmith. Guy was talking like he was talking a bunch of bullshit, but he said he could get me some weed or whatever. And apparently he told this other Argentinian guy that too. And after that guy left to, you know, go do whatever he's going to do and get get weed, uh, me and the Argentine guy started talking. He started calling the guy El Gordito, which means little fat man. <laughs> and me and him got to talking. And I, and you know, we made friends or whatever. And we I was like, all right, well, I need to go get some alcohol and take a shower or whatever. He's like, all right, I'm going to take a shower. We'll meet back up here. Cause El Gordito says he's going to be back up here at seven or eight or between seven or eight. So we're like, all right, see you back up here, dude. So I make it back up there before him. I got some Johnny Walker in a flask. You know, I'm, I'm prepared, start drinking a little bit pre-gaming cause I'm expecting this guy to come back and, the other guy comes up a little bit later. We're talking. I'm like, it, it gets past seven. There's other people up there kind of partying a little bit. When I get back, when I get up there, I sit next to these guys who are partying at the table. And I could tell just from their vibe and just what they were saying, like they had just finished doing rails of Coke. Like they were, you know, partying real hard. So they're playing spike ball. <laughs> yeah. So I kind of sit by them and just act like I'm not listening to their conversation, but I'm definitely listening in just, you know, trying to get ingratiated to the whole deal. And the, uh, Argentinian guy comes up, we start talking again and I'm like, the it's past seven. I go, the fucking plug is always late. He's like, the plug. I'm like, yeah, the plug, the guy who's supposed to hook the drugs up and all that. He was like, you go, the plug. I go, yeah. Like the electrical, you go, Oh, the plug. <laughs> And we're like, yeah, dude, no matter what fucking country you're in, the plug is always fucking late. And he fucking loved that. And it was true. At about like 7, 7.30, 7.45, we're, we're, you know, shooting the shit. I'm drinking out the flask. And he looks down the street and goes, El Gordito! He somehow spots him. We're on the ninth floor of this hostel. He fucking spots this guy on the street. I go, yep, that's him. I'm like, all right, how long is it going to take for him to get up here? I go, over under 8 o'clock. He goes, over under what you mean? I go, is he going to be up here before 8 o'clock or over? He goes, over. I go, yeah, I think that too. I'm not going to take the bet. Anyway, this motherfucker shows up at like 8.20. I'd already made friends with the Coke boys at the table and just started, you know, drinking my shit, bullshitting with them, you know, trying to get the party started. They're drinking boxed wine since alcohol is so expensive there. Why is alcohol so expensive? It's number 11 on Bustle.com as they love to drink. Why is it so expensive? Bustle, fuck you. (laughs) Well, they may love to drink, but like their alcohol is taxed by the government hardcore or it's harder to get there or whatnot. They need to go through Prohibition. Good old Anheuser Bush needs to come down there with Dale Earnhardt Jr. Yeah, it's got to be the taxes. But, all right, so the plug comes up. No, I don't have it yet, but I'm waiting on it. Oh, the fucking plug. Good thing I fucking started drinking earlier. So I decide to say, all right, no dinner. I'm partying with these other people. All right, now, like we, like me, when we took a Dallas road trip for a road game, we, we got a party trick. 
We saw these people take their belt off in a bar and use it for a game of impromptu game of limbo in the bar. And we've done that at various bars since, done it at uh, wedding parties and whatnot. I saw another one of these. At the rooftop party, this guy had gotten a cap gun for Christmas. And what we were doing was putting one cap in the gun, revolve it, and playing Russian roulette with the cap gun. And if the cap gun went off during your shot, then you had to chug your whole drink. That is a great fucking drinking game. Okay. I'm not I'm not big on the Russian roulette thing. I don't what? like that. Nope. Don't like it. You don't like Russian roulette with a cap gun? Nope. Why not? I don't like it. That's the fucking fireball hot take of the week right there. What why why is that good? Like I don't want to kill myself. So you I don't want to kill you. It. It's a cap gun. You don't have to put it on your head. You can just shoot it just up in the air or whatever. It's the whole uh, point of the unknown. You're never going to know when it's going to go off. You can put it on your head. You can put it in your nuts. You can put it fucking shoot it in the air. You can point it at somebody. It's a cap gun. Nothing's going to happen. I've seen a lot of SV, uh, SVUs and crime episodes on TV. All you got to do is swap that out for the real gun and boom, you're dead. Oh my god. Murder. Fucking whack, dude. Anyway, at a certain point, I run out of booze. So I have to go make a make a store run for some more. And uh, I tried to make a store run with these other, these other girls who needed something. But they were taking too long. So I just left them. Met up with someone else from some other girl from the party. She showed me to a, a liquor store. Got some more booze. Came back to the party. We're playing like Captain Dickhead games and all that where you, you know, take a card at the pile and it's whatever. Make friends with these other people. Any long story short, I bring this chick, this chick and her friends. One of her friends was fucking hammered. Like we, we got kicked off the roof at some point because they closed it down at like midnight. So we went down to the lower level, started playing like snooker and just bullshitting and kept drinking. And one of her friends was so hammered. She goes into this designated area it's like glassed off but i think it's glassed off for like you know if you want to get on the phone and don't want to disturb people and stuff well she thinks that's a smoking area which no place inside australia is a smoking area but she walks in this area and starts smoking a fucking cigarette and there's no fucking security in here so she basically like smokes an entire cigarette in this room hammered but uh i make i make friends with her friend zara where's a little gordita Gordito? Yeah, what Gordito, the little fat guy. Has he come back with the weed ever? He came he came back up to the top floor, but he was like, Oh yeah, he says he's gonna get back to me. I never saw him again the entire time I was there. The fucking plug never showed back up. But I fucking I'm flirting with this one chick. Anyway, me and her go back to my hostel room. You had rooms? There wasn't just like an open Well, I had my hostel room, it was four people in one room. So at the time, the only other person I had in the room was the guy bottom bunk to my left. And the two top bunks were open. Four-person room. Bringing her up to the top bunk. No, bottom bunk. Because that's the bunk I was in. So bring her in there. Make out, whatnot. She sleeps topless, underwear, whatever. Pretty dope. But once again, do not smash. Just make out, fall asleep, you know. Whatever. Joe's gonna be so mad at these stories. <laughs> and and when I when we wake up the next morning, 
we like look around the room and there's a dude in the top left bunk across from me. So apparently during the middle of the night, like some dude came in. Uh, so th- these guys in the room must think I'm like, you know, the man, but you know, nothing. I basically, I just made out with this See, chick. Nothing happened. Well, first of all, they awkward, know- awkward high five during the morning and you know, never saw her again. Never got her number, never got anything. Just know what, her name Zara. Well, you, you high fived her. I don't, it was, that was your bye bye. I I didn't start it, but yeah. How was her was tits? Just, since you was sleeping how, topless. How were tits? Eh. On the movie scale, they were a meh. weren't awful, but they weren't anything to write home about. I you didn't wouldn't send, recommend them. I didn't send postcards about them. Not bad. Don't get me wrong. I don't check the five women, but sound like you just did. Mm. This, I'm just giving a a play by play here. Also went to a museum there, saw some dinosaurs. Shout out to Haley. And also in Sydney, I climbed the Sydney Harbor Bridge, took a pic by the uh, Sydney Opera House. At one point during the tour, you were you could take a video near the end, like, hey, you know, say something to the camera. And the tour guide, I asked her, hey, can we, uh, like, everyone, everyone, like, took pictures, everyone took a picture, and, like, hey, you can take a video now, was the last, you know, video, last picture opportunity, and, uh, I was the very last one in line, so everyone had already gone, and they kind of, like, walked their way, so they were away from me, so it was just me and the instructor lady, and she was, and she was like, oh, you want a video? I go, can we curse? She goes, uh, she was a little taken aback. I was, and she was like, uh, well, at least it's something positive. Yo, what have you ever equated cursing to something positive? I mean, I guess fuck yeah. But what I wanted to say was, yeah, I climbed the Sydney Harbor Bridge and there was nothing but fucking tourists was what I wanted to say on the video. But she was, her fucking like waffling about whether I could curse. And it just made me feel uncomfortable about making that joke, knowing she wouldn't get it. So I was just like, eh, nah, I'm not going to take a video. So. That was basically my Sydney trip. Box, Boxing Day is the equivalent of Black Friday. I don't know. You um, your picture that was on top of looking back at the, like the Sydney Opera House. Mm-hmm. Very good filter work. That's no filter. Really? Yeah. Oh, that was a good picture. Why? Thank you. Thanks for the like. Oh wait. I thought I liked it. Did I not? I don't know. I'll go back. <laughs> it was a good picture. I thought you used some filters. I was like, man, that guy's pretty good with his filters. That picture's popping. Nah, man. Oh, man, I should have used hashtag no filter. Nice. Right. Good picker. All right, we got one city left. Let's take a little breather. And the last city I headed to, well, the last new city I headed to was Melbourne. And uh, so I had to... I climbed the Sydney Harbor Bridge. I climbed it at night. So I went from, I guess, 9 p.m. until about 12.30. I got lost on the way to that place, too. I'm not sure if I mentioned that earlier, but, yeah. Gets lost everywhere. Next. Yeah, character building. Oh, yeah. Harley's about his business. He gets, he gets lost, and he's cheap. And everywhere. And when he makes out with women, they just fall asleep. Or he does. Next. Both, yeah. Well, hey. You can't argue any of those points. Facts. All right, so uh, I get to I get to the Sydney airport 10 a.m. way before 10 a.m. Catching my flight, go to check my bag in and and get on my flight. Oh, sir, this flights are 10 p.m. God damn it! You got there at 10 a.m. 
I thought it was a morning flight. I scheduled. I thought I scheduled all my flights for the morning. Apparently not. I look at my piece of paper and I go, oh. she's like, well, there's one at 325. Uh, oh, there's an open spot. Let me see if it can move me up. Oh, do you want the, uh, do you want the emergency, uh, emergency aisle? Shout out to Australia because every time I got on a plane and checked in, they were like, hey, do you want the emergency exit row? The emergency exit row, if you guys don't know, apparently has like a little bit more leg room. And one of the planes, it had fucking gigantic leg room. Like I could put my whole leg out and still have room for another little girl's leg. Like, I don't know. I don't know how to describe it. Foot and a half. So uh, they always put me in the exit row and I got moved up to the flight. So I just chilled in the airport, blah, blah, blah. All right, so I get to Melbourne. I get my train, get all that shit. Uh, get off at the stop my hostel supposed to be at. And then, like, it's supposed to be 150 meters away from the train stop. So I keep walking, I keep walking. I'm like, eh, I don't see it anywhere. And I just have to, like, double back. Like, I, walk, I walked way too far. It's got to be over here. So I pass this storefront of like this empty bar with the same name, kind of like my hostel. It's like Victoria. It says Victoria Hotel, and my hostel is like Victoria Hotel Backpackers, blah blah blah, whatever. So apparently, this guy sees me walking through in the window. He's like Alexander. I'm like, all right, yeah, it's me. He's like, hey, I'm I'm Reggie. <laughs> we we shake hands. I come inside. He gets me to sign this like big ass dossier guest book instead of like checking in online like every other place. This bar is shut down for the holidays. Like it's been shut down a few days before Christmas. It's gonna be shut down until the day after I leave. Wait. Oh. So this hostel is on the second floor of this pub. Okay. Yeah, I get that. Why is the bar closed for so long? The bar is closed because I guess during the holidays he knows he's not gonna make any money or he doesn't want to operate his bar. So they just like closed for the holidays. How would you not? God, Australia is weird. Well, he—I guess he's not. I guess he's not in a high traffic area. I don't know. I never saw this bar function, so I'm not sure what the regular. I asked the people in the hostel, like, you know, how's it like when the bar's open? And they're like, eh, they're acting like it's basically kind of dead. Okay. So I check in on this big dossier, and he's like, "Hey, you want a beer?" I'm like, "Eh, not really." He's like, "It's on the house." I'm like, "All right, yeah, give me a beer." <laughs> Is it a Foster's? It was not a Foster's. I God, think it was probably. Did a, you drink one Foster's while you were there? I didn't even see a Foster's. God damn it! You know I would have. I went to McDonald's twice when I was there. Do I think. not compare. I ate the, there in the airport too. Double Big Mac, large fry. Do not compare the great taste of Foster's with McDonald's. There's I'm not, just saying not it's something close. synonymous known for a country. America's known for McDonald's. America's known Australia's for known for Fosters, Budweiser. but there's no there's a, there's McDonald's in America, but there's no Fosters in Australia though. Australia's known for their blooming onions and Fosters. Dan is gonna be loving these jokes. <laughs> Since we're on iTunes now. Yeah, so this guy offers me a beer. I walk out to the back, see a couple people drinking, watch out on the back patio watching stuff. I'm like, all right, this place is legit. It's around seven o'clock. It's kind of early. This is your hostel? Yeah, this is my okay. hostel in the back patio. And it's since the bar closed, I'm like I'm assuming that's that's people who live at the hostel. So I'm like, all right, they're already outside drinking. Looks like they're having a good time at seven. Like, this might be a legit place. So I go drop my bags off, you know, get myself situated, kinda go charge my phone or whatever. 
Come back downstairs. I get more beers from your boy Reggie who runs the place. I'm like, yeah, give me a six pack of Cooper Stout. And he's like, he only has five beers. Like this is not the most well-run operation. This isn't the most fully stocked bar. So what's this Cooper Stout? Is this an Australian local? Cooper's is a Australian beer. And then the Stout, you know, is a Stout version. It's... I wouldn't say it's a lot like Guinness, but it's a you know a dark beer akin to that. So I, I I like it. So I get a couple of those and I start chopping it up with the people who are drinking and you know oh they give you the pleasantries where you're from whatever. But you know I start making friends with them. Fucking Reggie's also sitting there drinking after a day of working on his hostel. He's got this uh, saw. That he was using to saw wood early, like a circular saw. He's got the blade just like laying on the ground. He's got some two by fours there. He's drinking his beer. He's in his work boots watching the cricket match. And we're all talking and he's chiming in every once in a while. But he's just there. And I'm like, I'm thinking in my head, oh man, it'd be fucking hilarious if he, he used that circular saw like a frisbee or something. Literally five minutes later, he fucking picks this thing up and just wings it to his left to go try to make it in a box where no one's at against the wall but he threw it like a frisbee like would you ever throw a circular saw like a frisbee you could cut your hand just by flicking your wrist or releasing your fingers all real men throw circular saws like frisbees have you done it i'm a real man so yes when'd you do it all the time every time i get a chance yeah so i was pretty crazy and that kind of set the set the tone for the night like a little bit later, they wanted a booze run. They got me a bottle of booze, and then they came back. Dude smoked me out with some weed, and then uh, most of the guys I was hanging out with went up. But there was like kind of a potluck dinner happening with another group of the hostel, and they were out there eating at the patio too. And I was just kind of sitting there by myself for a second, drinking some booze. And one of the guys was like, "Hey, come over, join us, or whatever." I was like, "All right." Okay, what was that accent? It was my. Uh, awful attempt at an Israeli guy accent. Okay, I didn't get Apparently, that. one of the running jokes of the guy I was partying with before, he would ask people if they were circumcised or not. And if you said you, you were circumcised, he goes, oh, so you're Jewish too. But he wasn't really Jewish. He was just a Canadian guy, but I guess he was circumcised and he used it as a joke. But there was like five other... It, there were like five legit Israeli Jewish guys there at this hostel for whatever reason. And uh, that's the people I started partying with now. And I sat at the table with them, and they rolled the joint and started passing it around the table as they were eating this big feast they had cooked in the kitchen. And I was like, God damn, dude, this place is fucking live. Like, I just got in, and it's fucking crazy. And they're passing this joint around, and eventually it gets so small that someone creates this contraption where they have, like, this piece of makeshift cardboard and they have this wire coming out of it with a, a tight circle. And they basically made a, a joint holder with a ashtray on the bottom that you could hold in your hand as a holder. And I, I took a Snapchat with it. I was like, I fucking love art. This is functional. It's an ashtray. And I could fucking smoke weed out of this small ass joint. It was fucking, it was good people. Sounds like it's a good time. It's this place is a and, and inside. Is this the first weed you found in Australia? Yes. Was it any good? Uh, well, I smoked a bowl with the Canadian people before. That was good weed. 
And then uh, this also, I mean, I was already fucked up and drinking for a while, so it could have been good, it could have been bad, but it 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 hit, it did the job. Sweet. Yeah. So as I'm doing this, I'm sitting next to this blonde chick who hasn't been down for most of the night, and then the blonde chick is sitting next to Reggie, the dude who apparently runs the hostel. So I'm smoking this contraption, being like, oh, I love art, being such a stoner idiot. And then every time the weed comes around to me and I'm passing it to the next person, like I'm trying to pass it off to the blonde chick. She's no, I go, oh, Reggie, you want it? No. And then just got keep passing around the circle because they didn't want it. Apparently this blonde chick, I find out like the next day is Reggie's wife. And then in this hostel, they have these signs with a whole bunch of rules like, on Monday night, it's barbecue night. On Tuesday night, this is special. And then, like, rules of the hostel, like, be courteous, don't make noise after these hours. And then the bottom right of this sign, it says, if you if you are found smoking illicit substances, you will be evicted from the property immediately. And I'm reading this the next day. I was like, I just smoked weed in front of the guy who owned this place like five times. And then like, so since I read the sign and did that, like I asked a couple people at the place, I'm like, you know, is that cool? And they're like, yeah, as long as the bar is not open, he, he doesn't really give a shit about that. So I just thought that was kind of funny. See, I thought you they were going to have a rule about hitting on his wife or something. No. One of the Israeli guys on the last night it was there, people kind of like stealth hit on his wife a lot. But on the last night, one of the cool Israeli guys had lit a bowl and she had come out and she was like, we're like, oh, where are you going? So and so I'm not going to say her names. No first names. And then uh, and where are you going? So so. Oh, it's girls. Day, whatever. And he's like, hey, hit this bowl. Uh, come on. You're going out. Uh, whatever. And she fucking, she's like, oh, I don't know. How do you do this? She's like acting like she's never hit a bowl or anything before. Then she takes a hit, sizable hit, and she blows the sm- weed smoke out of her nostrils. Like, oh, yeah. Oh, you really have no idea how to hit a bowl. Oh, this is a carb. Yeah, she fucking, this is the biggest sandbag I've seen in my goddamn life. It was fucking hilarious. But anyway, so that's how you know it's not a big deal. But. Um, so this place is like kind of a hippie commune, but the people there seem pretty cool. Got a party atmosphere. And then the next couple of days, I kind of did my next day or so. I did my own thing. I went to a museum. Uh, it's called the Australian cinema, cinema and moving image museum. I tried like the, you know, those virtual reality things in this museum. They had a, they basically took pictures in the moving image and just did a complete history of it like started in the late 1890s and then went from there you you had like edison hand crank machines and then they went to silent movies and then talkies and then you know all propaganda and wars and all they basically went through the history of media and then just kind of had a slant towards australian stuff but anyway they had a v and they had video games in there too for a second but they had a vr section with Oculus Rift. You've never put on VR? Not a fan of VR. Have you ever tried it? Are you talking about Vegas Runner the better? No, I'm a big fan of him. No, I, I didn't like... Uh, I'm not a big virtual reality person. I don't when have you ever 3D, tried it? I don't want any of that shit. I, I, so live like in the the, D- I live in the now. So the Disney 3D rides you are not into? Nope. I hate 3D. <laughs> 
Hot t- that's the fireball hot take of the week next week. Fuck 3D. <laughs> All right. So I went to this museum and I tried to use the VR. And the beginning, I saw a black screen and it goes, are you male or female? And I was like, I was trying to move my head to answer the question, but it wasn't working. And some guy came up, tapped to me. He was like, put your head up and then it'll activate blah, blah, blah. I picked man. And he, and he also warned me, which thank God he was like, this is about to be a seven seven eight minute video so i'm like all right i know what to expect so the thing starts out i'm a member i'm so i put this vr and thing i'm the only person i know in this museum right rest everyone else is flooded with strangers so you're like open season right now yes someone could come up to me nut check me pants me fucking hit me in the solar plexus and steal my passport or or if you're uh a Clemson guy, you could go up and goose, goose you. <laughs> Chen showed me that at lunch. Clemson, you dirty motherfuckers. All right, so he warns me that this video is like seven minutes long. So I start off in the audience, and there's like people filling seats and people getting ready for a show on stage. Looks like a decent-sized theater, community theater and real theater. So the... Th- I sit down, get ready, and then next thing you know, I'm on stage, and people are dancing, and apparently I'm part of some dance troupe, but I'm like in the middle of it in VR, and these people aren't scantily clad, they're just in like, you know, kind of thrown together clothes, the production value isn't too high, but it's like half chicks and half dudes, and they're dancing, and they're doing all this shit, and all of a sudden I'm like, oh shit, oh fuck. I start fucking getting wood, bro. I see these chicks dancing. I'm in VR. I'm like, oh my fucking. I'm wearing dickies. Like people, if people are three looking, layers though, he's in three layers. It for doesn't sure. matter. You can still see my dick if you're looking for it. So I start fucking popping wood in VR. Hashtag hogger frog. There's there's kids everywhere around, like in the museum and like playing video games and stuff. And I'm watching this dancing, not even. A risque video at all, but I'm on stage. I'm hearing girls clap their foot and their fucking titties bounce around. And I'm like, oh, Jesus fucking Christ. VR is the next big thing. VR porn is going to be the, the fucking... That's going to end the world. That's going to be the end of males working or getting married. VR porn will take over everything. No. You're, you're going to be one of the last generations to know what real sex feels like. How do you feel about that? That's not happening. Like, as my boy says, put my dick into a pussy, make her feel it in her toes. (laughs) And for all you who said Harley wouldn't quote Yachty on the podcast, drink. (laughs) Yeah, so, dude, VR porn, I'm telling you, it's there. Well, let me ask you this. So if you're popping wood that easy and we've established that all you've done was make out with chicks, how are you beating off in these hostels? Like, is there room to beat off? Is there, what's your, what's your, uh, your taking care of business phase happening during these three weeks? You know, you get some alone time and you get that urge. It just happens. I, I, I'm not going to like airport I'll, bathroom. I'll explain later. I'll explain a, uh, a beat off scenario in vivid detail later, but you know, it's catch as catch can. If you want me to, I can, I can leave vivid that up. detail. Sounds like <laughs> that can stay 
But if you want to tell a story about something you had to crank out, then we're good with it. All right. <coughs> so, I go to that museum. I also go to a uh, a the National Gallery of Victoria. It's a big art museum. I go there the uh, the day after, oh, the same day that afternoon. See some cool art shit. Room that looked like riffraff. Good, uh, you want me to drop some art here? Juan de Villa Ratman was probably my favorite favorite uh, piece of artwork. Very risque. Uh, you know, Bindi Cole Shaka hit me real hard with that. We all need forgiveness, you know. She had a whole bunch of, like, TV screens up with people popping up here and there just repeating, I forgive you. I forgive you. It got really fucking trippy. I'm not going to lie. Like, you may think it's corny or whatever, but in the right mood, that piece will strike you. And that's art, Harley. And then I will have a... This is the uh, other fireball hot take of the podcast, which this is this podcast, right? This is the first one. All right, I'm going to go on a limb. Australian Aboriginal art fucking sucks. <laughs> no redeeming qualities. It's garbage. Anyone listening to this podcast, yes, you untalented fucks. You could do this stuff. And somehow it gets put in the museum because it's preserving Aboriginal culture. I don't know. I, I'm going. Hot, that's why it's a hot take because that that section of the museum, like I spent two and a half hours walking through other sections. This was all on its own floor, and I spent maybe 15 minutes covering the same amount of area. Like this was, it was just nothing about it. No, no merit to me. I don't know. It's a hot take. Sorry. So let me ask you this. You said that we could do it. Are these like modern day Aborigines or is this like ancient Aborigines art? A lot of this stuff is modern day Aborigine. Like just, you know, kind of like if, if I'm not sure how long ago Aboriginals got freed or whatever in Australia, but in America, technically they got freed like what? 240 years ago. I don't fucking know. We have preserves with them now. 1865. I don't know what that date is. One, 135 years ago? 150 years ago. What's 1865? When the when the slaves got freed. Oh, okay. That's when Lincoln freed the slaves. Yeah, so that's 150 years from now, right? So I'll be the equivalent of people saying this is slave art, but it was, you know, just a black guy doing it in modern age. I think this is what this aboriginal art was. Or most of it was. This is like uh, the parents just putting their children's uh, art on the refrigerator. Right. Because they, they're like, oh, it's my kid and I feel bad. Yeah, dude, that that's a pretty good analogy. So that's my hot take. That's my fireball hot take of the week. Not a big fan of Aboriginal art. Overrated. I like the fucking older stuff way better. And there was also a room at this uh, gallery that looked like Riff Raff. So... <clears throat> Back to the hostel. So the night before New Year's Eve, I'm out on the balcony drinking, smoking a little bit. And uh, and this is when I run into the Bavarian beauty. The Bavarian beauty. Straight out of the working girls of Germany. The Hamburg hottie. The German goddess. I believe it's called Hamburg. Oh, Hamburg hottie. Nice. Oh, hey. Thank you for the correction. So she's out in the balcony and she's, this is this girl I've never met before. I'm just out here drinking with a couple other people. We're just all bullshitting, shooting the shit. 
And for some reason, me and her get a fucking good rapport going. She's drinking. I, I, I tell her she has like this bubble in her teeth. But apparently it's like this little metal thing she got put in one of her teeth when she was like 16. And it was supposed to come out after three years. But it's in her, it's in her uh, mouth still, you know, many, many years after uh, three so not calling the age out, but she was a older broad. There we go. So, uh, you know, the Bavarian beauty, me and her hit it off and everyone kind of ends up leaving us alone out on the balcony after, you know, a couple hours and, you know, we hit it off, we start chopping it up and, you know, one thing leads to another, we start making out Harley balcony. You start making out. So you're about to go to sleep. I'm guessing. Oh man, how do you know? So, we uh we basically take it to the bedroom. She sleeps over in my room. Not too much happens, you know. We keep making out, whatnot, and uh, you know I do a little underhanded business, and you know we're good. Do you get release? No. Then you're not good. All right. So the next night, New Year's Eve. Uh, I do my own thing the whole day, work out or whatever, come back to the hostel a little bit early because I'm going to do laundry and then, you know, try to go out and do something. And uh, so I get everything I need to get done. I come back to the hostel with a couple beers, bottle of gin, start drinking back out on the balcony again. And I meet up with the uh, the Hamburg, the Hamburg hottie, the Bavarian beauty, the German goddess. And... Uh, And she's like, oh, I feel so sick. I have such a fever. Feel my neck. She has two swollen lymph nodes on the sides of her neck that are like Frankenstein bolts coming out. Like, I've never felt such swollen lymph nodes in my life. You could have used them as handles if you were doing uh, canine style. You dirty son of a bitch. She's a nice lady. So so she has like a gigantic fever. She could be your German shepherd. Oh, Jesus Christ. We saw a German Shepherd in the park, and I asked her, what do they call those in Germany? She goes, oh, it's the blah, blah, blah. I was like, oh, they just call him Shepherd then? <laughs> Which was, yes, that's what they do, basically call him Shepherd. So uh, so she's feeling off, 103-degree fever, swollen lymph nodes. I'm like, I don't know. This is the day after making out with you and staying in This your is the bed. day after making out with me, and this is New Year's Eve. So we go, I don't know. I, feel, I have a feeling like about an hour and a half, you're going to be feeling a lot better. Like I'm just coaxing her, saying, come, you're going to come out. You're going to come out. And lo and behold, she she's like, all right, she changes clothes. She's like, all right. I'm going out. Let's go. Cause there a bunch of us were like, all right, we're just going to go down. We're just going to go down, watch the fireworks and then go wherever. So she's there by herself or who the yes. Bavarian beauty, Bavarian beauty. Yeah. She's there by herself. I'm there by myself. We're the oldest people in the hostel. We're the grandma and grandpa of the hostel. You love it when grandma and grandpa gets it on. (laughs) Everybody loves that. But the grandkids, grandpa, don't break your hip. And Chris, I know you know about performance enhancing drugs. <laughs> so we head downtown, and um, and when we get when we get there, she's like, everyone's like, let's go to this certain part of the city. And she's like, no, I don't want to go with them. Let's just do our own thing. I was like, good. I want to go to this bar. I'd been wanting to go to this bar called Cherry Bar for a while. It's supposedly like a good rock bar. It's supposed to be cool. 
I had passed there earlier, and they had like cool graffiti around the place. So we're like, all right, yeah, fuck yeah, let's do that for New Year's. Did you think of sending Kevin Donovan a Snapchat saying "Cherry Bombs"? No, in front I did of the not. Bar? No, you fucked up on that one. Well, there wasn't a big cherry out out front or anything, but I didn't even think of that at all. Anyway. So we go in this rock club, and basically, I thought they said that night they were gonna have uh, three different DJs spinning, and I'm not sure whether it was different times or different rooms of the club or whatever. Shout out to DJ Dan. Build that fucking wall. So we go in this place, and basically, there's two rooms set up, and they're both playing music. One of them's playing like bad '80s rock, which, if you know me, I, I'm not a fan of '80s rock. And there was a and bunch of over you like that slightly better than '90s butt rock. <laughs> I guess just because I feel like the '80s people have less idea of what they're talking about. If you like '90s butt rock, you're just a moron. <laughs> Never made it as a blind man. All right, so uh, we go in this rock club, and one of the one of the sections of the place is just playing old fucking '80s music with old '80s people, like people who enjoy this music. And me and her are just like. Let's let's so, go to the other room. So as you as, as you walk up, you, you their hand. Come on, feel the noise. Pretty much, girls, rock your boys. I think they might have played that song. We scream, wah, wah. yeah, like it's that type of music. Like they might actually play "I Love Rock and Roll" and not be ironic about it. Not that that's the since that's the worst song ever created. So we go to the other room. It's playing slightly better music. They have this fucking like leopard print uh, sofa in there. I took a picture because some girl in there was sitting on the sofa with the same exact pattern as the sofa. So you can check my Twitter out for that if you want to see it. A-K-N-0-B, A-N-O-B, if you want to see that. It's pretty fucking funny. So around when midnight rolls around... Uh, most people leave the room we're in for whatever reason. So it's basically empty when we hear people go 10, nine. So there's no one in our room. So at about seven, me and her just start going at it hot and heavy. Just, just making out. Just, there's no one in this room. She's got, she's sick. She has a hundred. I know she has a 103 degree fever and we just start getting after it on this leopard print sofa. Would you have done this? No. What would you have? You would have stiff-armed her? You're, well, first of all, I wouldn't have been left alone with a chick with that kind of fever, dude. You got to get away from that. Why? She was, the, she was the person I was talking to. She was like the coolest person I was chilling with. Well, then you friend-zone her. <laughs> I'm just saying. you don't The friend-zone has already been broached from the night you before. You don't know what she's got. I mean, this isn't, like, this she's isn't got. like she's in America with normal... The illness. Who knows what she had? Harley, I don't know what she's got, but I don't know what I've got till it's gone, all right? <laughs> Come on, bro. It's a good joke. All right, so we're in here. We start making out at the, uh, the, the countdown to New Year's Eve. And by about, you know, 10 seconds into 2017, this lady comes and taps us because we've gone horizontal on the sofa She's on top of me. We're making out on this leopard print couch to the German goddess who, with a 103-degree fever. And this lady this lady comes and taps us and basically goes, 
If you guys want to stop acting like you're in high school, if you guys don't stop acting like you're in high school, then you should you, you need to get out of here. And we're like, all right, let's leave. Because she had a fever. She wanted to get the fuck out of there anyway. She just wanted to make it till midnight. And so we were just like, all right, we're out of here. Why high school? What were y'all doing that we reminded her of high school? I don't know. Making out in public? Yeah, PDA in public, not uncouth. And this is like PDA horizontal in a fucking... Chris would not approve. He hates PDA. Well, I mean, you're probably sporting some wood there. I had a cover on top of me. I was good. Yeah, I was probably being massaged. So we head back uh, on the train, and she pat. We're there's it's standing room only. It's pat because it's New Year's Eve. Always getting real interested in the stories you're on in big time. So she's passed out. We're both standing. No up. one's listening by now. They're not. I don't know. Probably not. All right. So on the train ride back, she is. We're standing room only. I'm propped up on the uh, post, and she's just her her head is in my chest, and she is completely passed out. She's 103 degree fever, drinking a little bit, and she is just fucking done. So we we get back to the hostel. Get back to my room. She's back awake a good bit. You know, she had a rest. Fool around for a little bit, but ultimately, like, kind of just, uh, oh, yeah. Start kind of hooking up, you know. Stuff starts happening, and she's like, can't do that unless you got a condom. And I'm like, uh, nah, I'm not feeling the condom. Like, I'm not doing that or whatever. And we just basically, like, kind of simmers down from there and just kind of, you know, ends like I, I, I botched that one by not going to go get a rubber. How could you have gotten a rubber? You had to go to the store. Or do they have them? Like I had in the one hostels? in my bag. Okay. So I, all I had to do was get off the top bunk in a room with a bunch of other people before they got, is well, it true that it was a kangaroo skinned? Uh, <laughs> no, it was, that is, that is false. <laughs> that is also a lie. Nah, so, so as well at this time, since we got a little bit home early, you know, before 1am on New Year's Eve, like the room's free, like none of the four roommates are in there. So we're, we're, you know, we're doing our best and that shit happens and we're like, all right, you know, whatever, go to sleep. The next day, everyone's kind of lounging around. No one does shit. We ended up going back to my room in the early afternoon. It was like, we need a little sleep, but like, we're kind of tired. We sleep for a little bit. Then we start fooling around again. Both go, I go downstairs on her, you know, dual hand action. And then she, uh, you no, know. No, uh, no mouths? No mouths. You ask her what that mouth do? I did not do that because I'm a gentleman. <laughs> so we start, you know, playing a little grab ass. And then, uh, and she's getting there. I'm getting there. And, you know. Ladies, ladies and gentlemen, hold your ears, but I blow my wad. You know why, Harley? Because I still have three layers on. <laughs> Wait, hold on, hold on, hold on. Hold on. <laughs> uh, so this, the dick's not out at this point. It's just being through the pants or her hands just down your pants and it's blowing? Hands down my pants. Oh, uh, she make that dick dance. Mount Vesuvius erupts. I think I get it all in my pants, but that's for another time. So, First of all, if anybody's Mount Vesuvius, it's not you. <laughs> <laughs> all right, Mount St. Helens erupts. Not Mount Vesuvius, according to Mount Vesuvius over here. So, so 
Mount St. Helens erupts, and then a split second later, I hear the door open. Creak! And, and me and her both freeze, make eye contact, and, like, start laughing. And, but I remain, we're freeze, you know, freeze tag. We're frozen completely. And this like, is from a guy who's used to keeping the load in his shorts, so he's unfazed. I'm a little faced here. I'm a little wide-eyed, but my back is to the door and her eyes are facing towards the door. So I have no idea who just walked in. Which one of my roommates? What does it what matter? They just saw. I don't know. It's just a creepy thing. It's like getting caught by mommy and daddy. What do you think would be worse? To get caught by one of your parents or get caught by a random person you're just sharing a room with that you really don't know? Parents. Yeah. So your analogy doesn't hold up there. <laughs> no, you're the one being a pussy about it. So someone walks in the room. I see her eyes go up and kind of look to see who it is. I'm like, oh, what's going on? Moves around for a minute. Not a minute, but moves around for a few seconds. And then I hear no sound for a while. So we're both like looking at each other like, oh, what's going on? What's going on? And then at a certain point, like, it's been quiet for long enough, but I still feel a little tension in the room. So I look over my right shoulder towards the door. And one of my roommates, this guy named Yanni from Holland, is sitting there with his arms crossed. I go, hey, what's up, bro? Or like, hey, what's going on, man? Like, you know, what the fuck are you doing? He takes, he has a dr- drink in his, fold, his folded arms, puts it to his lips, takes a sip. Puts it back in his folded arms and walks out the door. Does not say a word. And me and the German goddess, the Hamburg hottie, the Bavarian beauty. Did you want me to finish that for you or you just forget? I don't know. I'm just looking for a little participation over here. And we look at each other like, what the fuck just happened? How much did he just see? Why was he just standing there? Why did he not say anything back and just sip his drink like... Such a fucking weird thing. Yanni Gogolax used to getting what he wants. So, after Yanni gives us a couple seconds to breathe, fucking look at the sheets, and they're just fucking littered in jizz. <laughs> and I now, back to when you were talking about what's the beat-off strategy in these places. <laughs> Since last night got hot and heavy, but nothing happened because I didn't want to wear a condom, in the morning I was like... I got to unleash the dragon. I got the tiger's got to get out of the cage. Well, the, you, one of the things that they people might not know about you is you're more of a, a visual or like movie kind of guy, not necessarily a bank kind of guy. Yeah, I have no imagination when it comes to such things. I need motivation. So, I uh, I let the tiger out of the cage earlier that morning, and then a little afternoon comes around and. So, but, you know, it wasn't a Harley-sized load, but... You just shot it in the sheets? I I had three layers on and somehow it escaped prison break style. Both times? What do you mean both times? In the morning and then... No, the morning one, I, I you know, I did that I did that one the right way. But you just said your sheets were covered in jizz. You left... That them. was from the, the Yanni... Oh, uh, uh, okay. Yanni vision. <laughs> so... Yeah, 
And then, uh, you know, for the next couple days, the weather's kind of shitty. So me and her just kind of chill out and, you know, make out in, in public and not, not do, you know, inappropriate shit. But she still has kind of a fever and she still has swollen lymph nodes. So when I'm leaving, like, I'm like, you know, just let me know what you have or whatever. If you go to the, if you end up going to the doctor, she may not go to the doctor at all because, you know, she's from Germany and you got to do the insurance in Australia and blah, blah, blah. So she ends up going to the doctor a little bit later, has to pay for an expensive blood test. And turns out she has something called glandular fever. You know what that is? Mono? Ding, 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 ding. And you're making out with her. For like 72 hours straight. Before and after she had it. So apparently, Mono, once you get it once as an adult, you're not supposed to get it again. This is the second time she's had it. How many times have you had it? Never. Okay, so how do you, what, like, why don't you have it? I thought you, I thought it was pretty contagious. It's contagious from kissing and stuff, but apparently it's not that contagious. But it does have an incubation period of like four to six weeks, so I may be getting it sometime soon. So you just like might be a mono ticking time bomb. Like, so would you right. be inf- infecting everybody you're around? I possibly. I don't know. I don't know if I gave it to her. I doubt it, but it might have. But the place we were staying in was the dirtiest place on earth. People were washing or not washing their own dishes and stuff with dirty ass sponges and whatnot. Like, who know? Who knows? It could be my fault. I don't know, but I don't have mono yet. But shout out to the Bavarian beauty for going out with a 103 degree fever on New Year's. That's a trooper move, in my opinion. That's right up there with Lance Armstrong. I see. That's why you don't make out when somebody's got fucking fever. I don't know, man. <laughs> Harley, as they say on Dexter, La Passion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. All right. So that's an Australian story. It sounds like. Oh, not much interaction with Australian women, except for maybe one makeout and a sleep. Sounds like uh, a little German action, kind of, but not really up to what we expected because your boy decides that condoms aren't cool. Uh, I just have an aversion. I don't know. I was taken aback. Plus the whole hostile thing. He just doesn't want anybody to ever be his latex salesman. So, again, thanks for joining us on this Chronicles of Australia, mate. Yeah, sorry I bored you. Probably only two two or three people are going to find this interesting. And there's a lot more to it, but, uh, you know, just corner me somewhere in a bar, and I'm sure I'll talk your ear off until you're sick of me. All right. Thank you, guys. Enjoy it. Yes. Milos, play us out with some beats, please.